It's time to talk money. It's the Financial Guys radio program with local investment professionals Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Registered representatives with Peak Brokerage Services, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Now, live from the WBEN studios, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Back to the financial show. Russ Thompson filling in for the financial guys. Right beside me is David DiPietro. Hello. And, and Carl Palladino with his dog, Duke. Yeah, that's a. We have to apologize if you had to suffer through Chuck Schumer for a few minutes. That was, that was incredibly bad. Sorry about that. Well, it's a news station. We got to cover the, we got <laughs> yeah, to cover, cover the, the press news. conferences. We got to cover the news. You know, it's part of do, part of the business that we're in. You know, but we can live with it. I know it's tough. It's tough listening to him at all. To be honest with you. But anyway, we're back. First time in a couple of months. Hope I can remember how to do this. I just had to remember we got a couple of hard breaks that we got to go to a one twenty, one fifty, two twenty, two fifty for ABC's news breaks. So once again, we're a news channel, so we have to do it. But there's a lot we got to talk about. Number one. I wanted to talk to DiPietro and have Carl chime in about what's going on in Albany. The Albany budget, the new tax increase, his payroll tax that he's going to implement. Uh, what's going on in Albany, Dave? Well, let's start out with, uh, if you think anyone in Albany, and especially the New York City area, if you think any of those elected officials are looking out for you, you're 100% wrong. Okay, and if you're a Democrat and you've put faith in your in your Democrat brethren around the state and up here, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, because what they're doing is they're cutting a deal with and they've told me they're cutting a deal with the governor, and this budget will pass the four or five billion dollar increase, and they will bond probably another five billion on top of it, like they did last year. And remember, last year when they had that four billion increase and they bonded, they said that the, the budget was going to be flush. This is six months ago, people. Seven months ago, they said our budget was going to be flush and we're ready to go. And that was, and we all said, okay, this is this is what it's political by Cuomo because it's a re-election year this year, and he's covering his butt. Mm-hmm. To get reelected, and every and all, all everyone else in, in on his side of the aisle. Well, it, now you know, six months later, we're in a four billion dollar hole, and no one can really explain it. They're they're coming up with a lot of different avenues and and angles. But let it go back to the original point: Why is this all going to be moot? Because the Democrats in the Assembly and uh, in New York City are holding this over his reelection. Because of the pay raise issue, still after six years, this is really? the year they're going to get it because they're holding it. This is the year they're pushing the governor out of the way and they're putting in their own uh, forums and their own way to get this pay raise. They're screaming. They're so livid from two years ago and last year when they didn't get it. And uh, trust me, everything again is going to revolve around what they're going to get personally. You know, we could have saved four billion dollars if you didn't travel around the state giving away a billion dollars to each big community. How's that thing going with with uh, solar down in Buffalo? Any jobs out of down there yet? Well, if he didn't, also he sent how many millions of dollars did he send down to that? Uh, what country was it? Puerto Rico or oh, something? Puerto Rico, yeah, yeah. And Plus instead, a couple of trips since July, when the hurricane hit Hamburg and, and went through my district and a, a number of other people's districts, those those little towns are still waiting on the money. I was they just going to say a penny that. yet. They still haven't gotten a penny. The and, and there's the Hurricane Sandy, right? No, no, no. This was this was just last July that 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 storm that came through. A hurricane came through, through the uh, Hamburg fairgrounds. Oh yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Went through and went into Holland and went into Attica and the, it flooded and 
Uh, so a number of these towns in these different areas uh, were, were still waiting, still waiting on the money. How do you, how does he not? Re- and then he blames it on FEMA. FEMA has nothing to do with the no. state emergency funds that no. he could have released. No, the other it's, we got an anniversary. It had just happened the nineteenth. Nineteenth was the day that we had that big rally in downtown Buffalo uh, when they passed the Safe Act, and we had thirty two hundred people uh, down there and. Ever since that, we had what the, all the resolutions that were passed in the county legislatures, 52 or 53 out of 62. Cities, towns, villages all the way across the state did the same thing, but Albany's deaf. Instead, things are getting worse. Now we got this recertification that's coming up. And actually, I, I needed to say something. Tomorrow, and I think you're going to be at this too, Dave. Yes, 2 o'clock. One uh, o'clock. Sunday in Hamburg, there's a seminar on the pistol permit recertification. Uh, it's tomorrow at January 21st at 1 o'clock, VFW Post, 1419 Erie, East Erie, is that what it is? Oh, we're be coming up on a break. But the Tresman Law Firm's going to be there, David DiPietro, Mickey Kearns, and Chris Collins is supposed to come and give us an update on the saga bill and what else is going on in uh, Washington, D.C. as far as our Second Amendment rights. We've got to go to a hard break for uh, ABC News. Be right back. This is going to be a tough show to do. It brings a tear to my eyes when I begin. I've been told we got the best bumper music of any radio station the other day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, I think Frank, you do a great job on that. The bumper music. And then Carl, Carl usually picks out a lot. Carl brings out some good stuff. So Carl's in charge of it. Sometimes I just pick a band. I was <laughs> thinking about the Eagles or maybe with everything going on, we can do Black Sabbath. I don't know. But, <laughs> but to, <laughs> Old Ozzy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Ozzy Osbourne. Um, as long as he doesn't bite a head off the head off a bat, we're, we're okay. But we got about eight minutes before we go to another hard break at the bottom of the hour. And I wanted to, I wanted to get back on Albany again. Dave, this uh, recertification, I've been telling everybody, as much as I hate to tell everybody, I tell everybody, if, if you've got to recertify, recertify or re-register, whatever it's called. And uh, because I, I think that if, if you don't, they're going to come after you and they're going to charge you with a felony and they're going to take away your guns. And so it's, it's really something to worry about. So this seminar tomorrow ought to be very enlightening. You can shed any, anything on that? Yeah, first off, the recertification... You know, the state didn't send out uh, the, pro- the proper yeah, not form. Everybody's to, gotten not it. everybody's gotten one. Yeah. So you, you might not have been notified. You know what the state's answer to that is? Tough luck. You didn't get notified. You're still bound by the law. Well, I didn't get anything in the mail. I didn't get it. I don't, I don't even know how to do this. I don't have a computer. You know, that's what you t- And if they say that, it doesn't matter. You're going to go to jail. This is the worst law. Plus, they've revised the form four different times. And so that if you've gotten one of the recertified letters from previous and you're going by that, there's fatal flaws in it, which still make you think you've done everything right and you're still a felon. It's like you're being set up to fail oh, this so is they totally, can take your guns. I have a bill and I'm getting all sorts of support on it. It's an 18 month uh, to, to hold it off for 18 months. Delay. Delay it. Okay. I don't want to. I, I, I've been pushing to repeal it and, yep. and, and forever. But the fact is, I don't want to see some innocent guy, an 80-year-old man, sitting at home, 
didn't know anything about the recertification or, or maybe put in the, the paperwork, thought he was all set, but it was the wrong one that the state gave him, and now, now something happens. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't want to be a state cop that is basically going to be doing the enforcing of this. It's going to have to walk up to somebody's door and knock on their door because we're coming to get your guns and we're going to arrest you as a felony. When all this stuff was going on, I kept on saying, and nobody would ever cover it, you know, because it's a, it's a hardcore truth. All right, let's say you get a, a neighbor, somebody breaks into the neighbor's house, and you're way out, way out in the middle of Williamsville or Clarence, and there's nobody around. The houses are a half a mile apart, okay? So somebody breaks into a house, and then the, the state police go down, and they're going to knock on the guy's door next door to find out if he's heard anything, if he saw anything. You know, a legitimate, legitimate thing to stop. Now, what if this guy sees the state police coming into his yard, thinking that he's coming in to take their guns? Who's going to draw first blood? This is really getting into very scary territory, and it's something that people got to wake up with. I mean, Cuomo suffered re-election this year. If the gun owners get out and vote, we can win this election. Well, that's not going to happen. I know. It didn't happen before. It's not going to happen. It's incredibly aggravating because everybody complains and want to have protests, but... The first thing I want to ask you, if I see you, did you go hunting or did you go out and vote today? And if you if you went out hunting, then don't talk to me because you don't have a, you don't have a leg to stand on. You know, people got to get up like they're doing with the federal government right now. People are starting to get enraged. People are starting to wake up. They're not falling for the Democrats' talking points all the time like they like too many people have been. It's time to get engaged. It's time to take on what's going on and stand up with your with your voice and start it, talking it about it. It doesn't this happen, stuff. Russ. A friend of mine when he ran for the village board, I, there's a quick story. He uh uh the he had he went bowling the night of the election and he lost by three votes. Okay, and there were over a dozen or two dozen people bowling, all of his good friends that never voted. <laughs> they never even no. they were all bowling. None of them went to vote for him. I mean, that's just the way this is. People just don't won't do it. Okay, and this is a, this is somebody you know and you 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 do stuff with. So it's 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 gone. It's gone. I don't I don't trust that portion of it anymore. We've got to get you got to get the motive. Yeah, you got to get the motivated people who you know are going to come out and vote who take it seriously. Yeah, it's the only way you can win. Or you've got to get the right people to organize and get those people door to door. Grassroots is the only way. Okay, forget everything else. Grassroots is the only way you can get these. Well, we've been out. trying to do it for twenty years. Mm-hmm. 20 years we've been trying to do this. I just had a conversation with Maddie and Joel. They went and they moved down to Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah. All right, and Matt, I talked to her, and I said, I'm getting really tired. And she goes, you know, it's one of the reasons why we moved. And it wasn't even just the extreme cost of everything that's up here. She said, this whole fighting, why are you fighting for people that don't want your help? That's sad. Mm-hmm. It's really a sad thing to say. I mean, use all the energy and everything that we have with Carl and you and me and the Tea Party and... Everybody around us that gets out there and tries to get people engaged, try to get them to do something, and nobody and nobody wants to help out. They want you to have a protest. Well, you're going to come? What are you going to do after this? But anyway, do we have anybody running against Cuomo? Everybody I've heard so far, no. No, I mean, Kolb, come is, on. Kolb is running, and that's... No, we, we, really? We, we sit here and we, and we bitch and moan about, about these issues like this. Yeah. And the reality is, okay, on the federal level, you're seeing change. There's a lot of pushback. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you're seeing a guy who has the intestinal fortitude to to drive through and 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 fight these people off and disregard the nonsense. The the, the press, you know, as much as they try to exaggerate the few activists that are that take these positions, 
uh, and they play up to Schumer like we just listened to Schumer on TV here. Yeah. And his, uh, you know, <clears throat> play, they, they say in Washington there's no more dangerous place than between Schumer and a camera. It's so true. The self-love is so immense. But just the other day but, he, had a, he had a meeting with, with the president, Donald Trump, and as soon as he got done with the meeting, he walked out of the White House, walked right by the TV cameras, so I think he might have been crying or something. Well, he, he wanted to he wanted to go back and get to his, where it was friendly together before he came out with this this uh, today's speech. and the accusations. Yeah. And we'll get into this after the news. But the point here is that it's leadership. We don't have yeah. a leader in New York State. I agree. Okay, New York State is devoid of of that kind of leader. The state Republican chair is a farce. His name is Ed Cox. He's like a wet rag. He comes upstate. Nobody nobody can really understand. You know his dispassionate attitude about what's going on and then the the real crime is the county chairs who do nothing yeah about this guy this guy has been there for more than eight years i'm aware of uh, it's time for it's uh, time and, for a and he's change. never had a won a statewide race uh and really doesn't know what the hell he's doing he didn't have a good mayoral candidate in the, in the new york city uh election he didn't have a clue on how to run that election uh, Millian Takis is a nice girl, but she just didn't have the the firepower it would take to 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 not necessarily not necessarily overcome her opponent. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. who's one of the most liberal governors ever or liberal uh, mayors ever, but but to energize her vote. Okay, right. to energize the re- the independent voters to en- in New York City to energize the Republican voters and conservative voters to come out. And and fight. Okay, hold on to that thought. I want to get back into this when we get back. We've got a hard break to go to the news across the hall. We'll be right back. Bob Seger. No Russ Seger, Bob Seger. But here we are. We're back. Now, Carl, I wanted you to pick up on where you were as far as the uh, state, the state Republican chairman and the county well, chairman. We're, talk, we're talking continue about continue to put him in. Okay, they right. don't encourage. They they, they haven't. They spent four years sleeping. The last four after the Astorino debacle. Okay, they four, spent four years just sound asleep, and then and then all of a sudden they're expected to come up with a candidate. Mm-hmm. Wilson, as I understand it, uh, was he was got out, very, right? Was very unsure yeah, of himself back yeah. in October. Okay, for him. For, and and it's it's understandable because his way of thinking is well I know I can't get the assembly and the Senate Republican caucuses to support me right. because they're all rhinos the whole crowd of them I know that Ed Cox talks a big thing about about raising money and that he's going to raise money for me but I know re- in reality he can't do it and he doesn't command the respect okay of even the county chairs right. I know that half uh, not half but probably about ten of the of the thirty or something uh, county chairs are are uh, are Cox people okay like Rylick in in uh, uh, Rochester. And the other county chairs just don't have the intestinal fortitude to take it on and to do something about it and to and to start to rebuild the Republican Party. Well, didn't Republican we find that Party out like a year this, ago? Pardon? When, didn't we find that out about a year ago? When was he just about reelected? This for eight years. Okay, it's yeah. the same old thing. It's the same garbage. You can't okay. get them on board. They don't have the they don't have the spirit or the intestinal because they're fat and happy. Because Cuomo takes care of all of them, right? Okay, Kathy Young down in uh, in Olean, oh Nazolio. Okay, all these people that that stabbed 
uh, uh, De Francisco in the back. That's right. Uh, yeah. When they were appointed, now what do they have? They got a drunker. Okay, yeah, they got they got John John Flanagan, who's who's a drunk. Who is clueless? Okay, it doesn't have a uh, any intestinal fortitude to go and take on the demons, mm-hmm. and plays along as a rhino. Okay, with anything Cuomo wants, so it's not it's it's like there's nothing left of the Republican Party. Okay, in this state, it's in total disarray. And who the hell would want to run with that flag? I don't. I don't. I I give Harry Wilson a lot of credit for finally saying enough is enough. I'm not going to join this nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. press, you're fighting the press. You're even fighting your own rhinos in, in, in your party who don't show up to support you, who don't gather the troops, who, who encourage their county chairs to not be active for you. Astorino saw it, but mm-hmm. Astorino was sort of like a wet rag, bringing him up, upstate because where all the Republican votes are, upstate and on Long Island. Uh, uh, it's unfortunate, and, but that's that's where things are. I think this state is too far gone right well, now. Well, if you remember, I don't I was, see any hope of it. It was the late, great Bill Nojay and myself coming yeah. down out of session, going to our car in the garage, around the elevator with a prominent senator from Western New York, Senator, uh, Republican. And uh, it was after Cox had made the move with Astorino and pushed it and pushed Trump out of the race for governor. Right. And then Astorino became the candidate. So it's about two weeks yeah. after Astorino became the candidate. We're going down to leave session. And we're in the in the elevator, and we get in the garage, and me and No Jay and the senator, we start talking, and uh, Bill asks him, "Well, what's going to go on? We are we going to get behind uh, Astorino?" And and he started the senator started laughing. I think I've told you this a hundred times, but the audience. He started laughing and said, no, we're not going to – Estrino can't win. He can't yeah. beat the governor. Yeah. So, so we're going to button up. We're not going to support yeah. him. We're not going to support him. So We've been told we it, already cut the deal with the governor, Dave. The, the only we're, co- we're not working with him. The only effort that's going to make it is, is, is something along the lines of what Trump did. Yeah. Okay, Trump, all of a sudden, with uh, an absolute amb- ambition, if you want to call it, or, or uh, uh, a direction, uh, came in there, and he just beat up everybody. And he just said, he said, to hell with, you know, I mean, he beat up those 17 candidates. Yeah. Uh, and then and then he went went on to, to beat up the Democrats because he went in a very logical sense. And he took the working man out of the, uh, in many states, okay, out of the Democratic Party. Agreed. He, he stole them. Agreed. Uh, he spoke the right language to them. He talked about jobs. He talked about bringing jobs back here. Uh, he talked against uh, the old Republican uh BS establishment, yeah. Uh, yes, uh, the establishment is still alive and well. Oh yeah, the Washington Democratic Republican establishment is still trying to demean him and 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 hurt him. But he's got the blinders on. He's just going to go his own way and do do his thing, and he's very successful at it. Despite, I mean, just just picture that that. That uh, steel worker, that uh, that coal miner, that, that they sit there and they listen to this nonsense in the press, and what do they do? They just turn the TV off. Did They're you not see, listening anymore. Did you see, um, I, I don't know, I'll find the video. It's on Facebook, and I'll send it to you. I'll see if it's on YouTube. It, it's five people, that reporters, five reporters sit, sat down and took that same co- congenitive test that, that uh, Trump did, he he got a hundred percent on the test, cognitive. and everybody's saying, yeah, "Yeah, cognitive test." That's an A. Yeah. See, I couldn't pass it, but Trump <laughs> Trump perfected it. Yeah. He got these five reporters that are supposedly the smartest people in the room that tried to take that test. All five of them failed it. Yeah. All five. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah here <laughs> you are that. calling the guy. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll get you both. I I can tag you on Facebook, but all five of them failed it. But yet they're out there calling Trump stupid. 
They call it obs- I think the guy is brilliant in all too many ways. I think what's going on right now with this whole Mueller investigation, people are saying, why, don't you, why doesn't he just fire Mueller? Why doesn't he? No. You know what? I think the reason why he's keeping Mueller in there is because once the decisions are, are made and you see what's coming on with this FISA thing right now, all right, with he, Trump knows what's going on. He knows the truth. And they're not going to be able to un- dig up anything except for the truth because we've been proving everything else to be a lie. So by keeping Mueller in there, when all the evidence finally comes out, especially that's why we need to uh, get rid of the open up the documents so we can see it, they're going to be finding out the truth. And the only collusion that was actually out there was between Hillary Clinton, Obama, and the Democrats with the Russians to write that write that steel report that they used to get the FISA per- the, the fight so they could drag everything out and start the investigation. Look, the, the, uh, it's and I'm not talking about the rank-and-file Democrats, but if you're a rank-and-file Democrats, and I say this all the time, you know, it's I run into so many and they say, oh, I hate Pelosi. I'm not, I wasn't for Obama. You know, that was a little bit, you know what? Yeah. You stayed registered as a Democrat. So if you're a Democrat and you're listening, you're you, are, you are a socialist. You are someone who believes in everything that that's going on? So if you if even if you disagree, you don't because you're staying registered as a Democrat, and the Democrat Party gets their power from you staying registered. So Schumer, Pelosi, all of them, the, everything that they espouse, you're 100 percent behind because you stay on the line. Well, they like to do everything with a blanket statement. You're a Republican, so you, because you're a Republican, you stand for all of this stuff. That's right. Well, if you're a Democrat, you're sta- if this is the way you're going to be. This is the way you're going to That's turn right. it out there. You're a Democrat, then you stand for every single thing that Nancy Pelosi stands for, and blabbermouth Chuck Schumer. You got this is exactly who you are. All right, see, I couldn't, see, I that, couldn't that, be any louder. That's, that's the mistake, uh, uh, probably that we're making. Okay, we still are are trying to wave that Republican flag. I'm not. And the great majority of Americans in most states today, the in, there's more independent voters than there are Democrats yeah, or exactly. Republicans. That's yes, the truth. Uh, and and it's the. Uh, they've become independent now. When it comes to polling, okay, what what as as true independents, what 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 uh, lever did they pull? They right. might have pulled a Democratic lever. They might have pulled a Republican lever. Okay, but but uh, for those those who voted for Trump, you can't segregate out. Okay, the the independents that voted for him on the Republican line or the conservative line or on, no, uh, you can't. It, it's it's a uh, 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 for for. For the pollsters, it's virtually impossible, and that's the heart and soul of what's wrong today. Mm-hmm. I talked. I don't to, trust. I polls. talked to Trump's most trusted pollster in the campaign just last week. Okay, mm-hmm. and I said, I said, what the hell's going on? He says, don't believe one poll that you're looking at. Okay? Yeah. He says they're all skewered. He says the and he was giving me an example. The most recent one was they only did a twenty. Oh, they only looked up up twenty five percent Republicans, and mm-hmm. they they handed it to the Democrats. Okay, the rest of the the uh, uh, in their in their what the do you call it? samples their, their specs or their, the the specs that they put into doing the sample. Mm-hmm. Okay, to arriving at who they're going to call. He says it's it's a complete mess. Okay, everybody seems to know it in the business, but nobody, the press doesn't want to admit it. Okay, the and and the and the parties certainly aren't going to admit it because it's big money. Oh yeah. I mean, it, the other major thing is that the the RNC Trump has Trump never really took on the RNC, and the RNC I agree. is is taking money in in Trump's name. 
Huge money. Yeah. Okay. And then they're working against them. I get their right? emails all mm-hmm. the time. Uh, this this uh, McDaniel woman that's in charge of the RNC right now, she's just a front for Priebus. Priebus is still running yeah. the show. And Priebus has always been an anti-Trumper. Uh, unfortunately, Trump was misled in putting mm-hmm. him in as the chief of staff. I mean, all the guy did was load the White House up with, with establishment That's people. Right. Absolutely. And, and, and all, the enemy only, within. Not only the White House, but a lot of cabinet people. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yesterday they had this SBA chairman uh, uh, in Buffalo, and I, I met her, and I could tell right away she's an RNC-type establishment Republican. Yeah. How did she get appointed? It, it's just, well, she got appointed because Trump really – was a little bit naive about how all this stuff works. Well, plus, and he wanted to put his trust in people, you know? right? Put his trust in people, but then he, he he put his trust in the establishment people, like the county chairs, the state chairs, and all that to be able to put together his his transition team. The transition team was completely run by establishment, yeah. and I know that on a personal yeah. level, right here. Yeah. Okay, right. who ran the transition team? Yeah. And all the people that were appointed, I even heard G. Amber got, got some kind of a position. It's like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, it's like, I texted you and I've told you there, over there, and over again, a, he there, needs people like us. Let me give you a little example. Okay, there, There's a custom uh, that goes back many, many years that the, uh, the party in power appoints the U.S. Marshal uh, and... I'm just going to give you the example of Western New York. Mm-hmm. In that particular case, the U.S. Marshal's job should justifiably go to somebody from Rochester because the, the custom is that a, Ros- a Rochester person, which is part of the district, right. uh, uh, serves as, as U.S. Marshal and U.S. Attorney is selected from Buffalo. Okay, mm-hmm. So, so uh, uh, unfortunately uh, – the candidate that's been that's been proposed is a guy. He's a good guy. His name is Peter Vito. He comes from the private sector, but he has absolutely no government governmental type of experience. And not that that's important either. Maybe maybe we get rid of some of that governmental stuff. But he's political, and he's, it's a political appointment that's that's been advocated. And unfortunately, we can't we, we put up a candidate. Okay. Uh, from Rochester, a senior person in the New York State Police who knows his way around and understands, okay, from the inside, mm-hmm. the workings of how government works. And unfortunately, this Peter Vito name has been submitted by Sessions, okay, to to uh, uh, the Congress, okay, for to to select. And that's unfortunate. Peter's a good guy, but but Peter shouldn't be the selected person, okay. You're, they're breaking with a traditional custom. Uh, which uh, should have been had, adhered to. Right. That's the kind of nonsense that's taking place, okay, uh, uh, because, because the system, the, the, it's... <laughs> it, everything is embedded. The, 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 the whole the, system is too embedded. The system is a mess, okay, yeah. and to come in and try to work within that system is, uh, you just got to give up all... You got to give up a lot, and I think that's what happened. I mean, there's just too much to do. Can you imagine the stuff that comes across Trump's desk every day? Oh, I, uh, I I couldn't. And and you know, you could see the distrust he's developed for some key people that were around him in the campaign. I mean, Priebus was Priebus was a Johnny come lately. He showed up late, late mm-hmm. later. Okay, uh, uh, Bannon. Yes, he was another Johnny come lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he spoke to the base. That was a smart move on Mercer to propose Bannon and and. Uh, uh, Kellyanne uh, for those jobs uh, in a campaign, but the worst part of the of the 
uh, process was, okay, now you're elected, now what are you going to do? And right. Priebus, Priebus, because of his experience in dealing with the establishment, because he's the establishment guy, taking his instructions from Karl Rove and the likes of him and Romney, uh, Priebus just went in there and filled the void and says, okay, I'm going to take charge, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And and Trump says, you know, he was looking the other way. He's he's still getting over the fact that he's he, he just was was elected president of the United States. I could not imagine how much of a job that is to, right after the election, to start putting people in place. But, it, but one thing I enormous. do appreciate is that... The whole transition thing was directed by Priebus, as you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It shouldn't have been. We all know too it well. Sh- it shouldn't have been. I'm not saying that, you know, Trumpers should have had jobs, okay? Uh, it, it should have been an, uh, a better process in appointing people into powerful jobs. I mean, you know that there's people in the cabinet that are working against Trump's interests. Yep. We we know that. You can see it every day. Uh, uh, He's still so, got Obama people serving in Washington, D.C. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, why doesn't he but get rid of those people? The great thing that he did was he turned to the generals to protect them. Okay? And the I general, agree with that. And the generals are great. I mean, they're, they're, they've got their limitations, but, you know, for, whether it be Kelly or, or uh, uh, Mattis, Mattis. Or, or whatever, he's got those key generals there. And he knows he's going to get a straight story from him because that's the only way they know how to play the game. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I couldn't. I couldn't yeah. agree with you more. And that's one thing about this whole government shutdown thing. There is it. God, I, I could go on and on and on about this, but I think all the Democrats, what they're doing at this point, is they shut down the government. It's it's a Schumer shutdown. To me, it's a diversion tactic, which the Democrats are very good at doing. Yeah. Here, let's even though we agree with every single thing that's in this continuing resolution. We're going to hold it up because we want immigration. We want DACA. We want the Dreamers, and it's going to be in here. Even though Trump said, we can work on this, but what does that have to do with out there right now? Nothing, okay? Nothing. So Higgins and Schumer should have, should have voted for it. But it's a diversion we because did. everything that was going on at the, at the end of last week, starting, I think, Wednesday and Thursday, about this whole FISA report is now it's going to take down a lot of the Democrats. It's going to take down a lot of the people that are in the DOJ, in the FBI. It's unbelievable we're, what's out there. We're watching the fix take place right in front of us. Okay. Exactly. Uh, who's been on TV all day today? Schumer. Okay. I don't know. I who's don't watch TV. TV? Who's, who's putting them up? That's right. Okay. The media. Who's letting this whack job, who, who is obviously not representing the best interests of the people of the state of New York, who's letting this guy okay, come out with his sing-song whining uh, 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 position on wh- on what happened here on this on this particular bill. Right. I mean, it's the press, and the press is doing it, and they're and they're good at it, and they're going to keep doing it, and it's just going to be the way of life that we have to face. Yeah. Go back. Go back to talking about New York State. You know, we need a Trump. We don't have one. We don't oh, have I couldn't one. agree with you more. And and, and uh, uh, I mean, it's it's a lonely road, and it's a very it's a very treacherous road. Just just we've think been of, we've been just, on that. Just, road. just think of an independent thinker. Okay, and I'll I'll try to stay away from Republican conservative. But if they get elected, what do they have to deal? They still have to deal with a, a, a legislator legislature full of either rhinos or or confirmed idiot. Uh, uh, liberals. Okay. Uh, uh, On that note, are you looking we at me, Carl? Hold up, guys. <laughs> we got a hard break. <laughs> no, no. We got a hard break. We got to go to an ABC break. Be right back. Welcome back. Sometimes it's just nice just to. Kick back and listen to some music. 
People know when I'm when I'm listening to music, I post them on Facebook. I get the YouTube things and I post them on right, my Facebook right. page. You got to get away from things for a while. Yeah, you know, you just got to refocus on something. Like last night, I I posted this thing about the. Uh, it's a. I was looking at Western movie soundtracks. There's some great stuff out there. The good, the bag, and the ugly, and all this. And I just sitting there watching it. Jules on her way back from Washington D.C. She went down for the march, march for life, and. Uh, just sometimes you just got to get away. I get there's too much going on. Your head can explode. It's like coming into the show today. I'm going, oh my God, where are we going to go? There's so much going on, yeah. you know. But as for yeah. you, you're exactly right, Carl. As far as New York State goes, the road to take over the governorship is completely what a mess it is. Yeah, I mean, we did thirty five thousand miles, not even including any of the trips to New York City. We did 35,000 miles. We hit every single corner of the state. We, I think we were in every town and village and city across the state. And then you would, you would go to New York City, and you had somebody down in New York City that would travel around where I could actually go and do a little bit of my own, my own work. We did everything that we could. We got the whole state, New York City. We get defeated every single time That's in right. New York City. Yep. But yet a media buy in New York City is like, what, $3.5 million? They're making a bundle off it. Yeah. Obviously, they're going to you know, do everything they can to encourage more investment of cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when Cuomo yeah. has basically mm-hmm. bought the media lock, stock, and barrel, all right, so he gets all the free media that there is, including all of New York City, yeah. and then we got to get in there. we got to buy media time. And it's three and a half million dollars a pop, and it and that's nothing compared to what it actually costs. Cuomo's got thirty one million dollars. Gee, where did all that come from? Did the number ever come out about what Trump spent, uh, Trump and uh, uh, the PACs and that spent on his election? I know his number was only about a thir- a quarter, a quarter of what Hillary spent. Yeah. But as far as the uh, PACs and everything, I'm not sure of that. I, See, I, I mean, there's no question that Cuomo is going to want to keep that, uh, that $25 million he has. Oh, because he's going to run for president. Uh, to put into a PAC when he runs right. for president. And, and uh, or, I mean, that's, that's obviously his plan. So he doesn't want to spend that money. Right. Now, now you've got to figure, well, with that, that law that says that if you raise so much money, you can uh, – uh, you could get government assistance in your in in your race. Yeah. Uh, with that, how much can you put up and how much can you spend? Okay, it's got to come from so many people and donations. Not to I think that's only dollars. that's in New York City, right? No, that's just no, it's way. in the state too. It's, state they, it's in the country too. It applies to statewide o- yeah. uh, offices. Oh, state. That's right. State yeah, only statewide. Statewide. Yeah, right. statewide. And they got it in in the presidential campaigns, right? Where you can get dollar for. I think it's dollar for dollar, whatever you raise. Up to, you get yes, it, and then uh, up to a dollar. Yeah, yeah. I think it applies to gubernatorial races. I think yeah. it does. Yeah. I think it does. Yeah. But you know, the, but the limitations that people can donate, except for through all these the LLC loophole. I mean, you can get. One person can own 25 LLCs, and every single LLC can donate to it. That's right. I mean, that's— you got to find a candidate that has, already has some good statewide recognition so you don't have to spend all that money to, to, to advertise and, and market, market your name. Just— I mean, yeah, I agree. Well, that's what that's the problem. We don't have anybody in New York State with statewide recognition, and then you need somebody that's that's got the intestinal fortitude to go out and say what has to be said. Well, that goes back to what you said, Carl, yeah. about the state chair had to, for the last eight years or more. Yeah, it should be time. grooming, yeah. grooming uh, a bench. But it's not going to come up. We don't have any. Need a bullpen. There is nothing. 
He I mean, needs a bullpen. He has, of he has absolutely no control over the, legislat- the legislative leaders, of the, the Republican caucuses. He has no uh, uh, respect from them, uh, and and these guys, uh, you know, are in office for the for themselves, and they're supported by just. Just for instance, our guys are here locally. I mean, you got Rassenhofer and Gallivan. You don't hear a peep out of them about any significant issue. Okay, they don't. They don't complain. They just go along and get along and get some breadcrumbs to bring home from uh, John Flanagan, as who, as I said, spends half of his time drinking himself to death. Okay, and remember, to, Flanagan was one of the ones who wrote the Safe Act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was. He was yes. one of the writers. Of that's that. the Rhiners, uh, the Rhinos skills. that was stuck so, with. Yeah, so when asked Island, last year Island. when he when he actually had one of the three votes that was necessary to pass the New York State or New York City rent control bill, right? Okay, he that was a perfect use, time. He didn't use it. He nope. didn't use it. Warren Anderson would have would have beat the hell out of the Democrats to to to. Uh, effectively get that vote. It's what kills me is but that the Democrats we, are always governing like they like they won. The because, Republicans don't because know how we to still fight have back. people in the state party like Alphonse D'Amato. Okay. Yeah. They still they still pay him homage and respect, but he's he's in Cuomo's pocket and everybody knows it, but they they, they but think they that he do. deserves some kind of respect. Bow down and kiss the ring. It's a mess. New York Republic the Republican politics in New York State is a total chaotic mess and that's why nobody's interested in running nobody of any credit of okay. any credit now kolb you got kolb okay kolb uh he had his little problem with interns and mm-hmm. and uh who bailed him out sheldon silver and that's why he instructed his caucus on, m- on many occasions don't say anything bad about Sh- sheldon when when the government was finally going after him okay that's brian kolb he wants to be pr- governor now with that hanging that, that he's he hasn't got a prayer so oh, I agree. De, de, uh, Too Fran- many people like just to hear their name broadcast on de, the news. De Francisco from Syracuse, he wouldn't have been any better, any better than than uh, Flanagan because he's just a very weak man. He doesn't have he doesn't have intestinal fortitude. You never hear a peep out of him. Okay, about about a, an opposition go- coming from a word coming from opposition government. <laughs> we don't have opposition government. No, but I don't Kathy know Young who, who got- your, I don't even know who your next Republican leader. If Flanagan left, who would be the next? Republican leader up there in the Senate, I, I couldn't no, even they, tell you. Uh, uh, it would be it would be uh, uh, someone who was I mean, in the Cuomo back pocket. engineered the last vote. He, uh, the right. downstate Republicans needed five upstate Republicans to join them in order to elect Flanagan. And that's what so Kathy Cuomo Young came over in. a weekend made a call. Kathy Young, yep. you know, Kathy, we'll take care of you. You, you know, you got you got my private phone number. You need something, okay? But we want you to vote for Flanagan. Why would a, the demo, Why? Why are we to accept that a Democratic governor can influence who the Republicans are picking as a leader? How atrocious is that? But her and Nazolio and a bunch of others, okay, in upstate New York, they're all gone except for Kathy Young. And the only reason Kathy Young's there is because you got – the, you got very poor Republican leadership in the uh, uh, in the southern part in the South Towns. Yep, in her, and in she her, get, and because of what she did to to uh, totally Fort Flanagan, she got a pay raise, and she's yeah. now in charge of the what, the she's budget or something like that. Yeah, she's uh, she's oh she's the Republican chair. Oh, for wonderful. The state. Yeah, wonderful. We'll be right back. We got a hard break going to the news, and then we'll come back after that.
The following is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. The gasoline engine is only about 30-40% efficient. The rest is wasted as heat. Electrical motor is almost 90-95% efficient. So you gain 40-50% efficiency right away when you switch from an electric, uh, from a gas uh, engine to an electric motor. So you're saying you make it up on the gas, right? So you're not paying a gas price, but eventually got to buy a new battery? The whole idea about going to electrical automobile and trucks is to reduce carbon uh, dioxide and the other emissions into the atmosphere. Here, David, like, uh, we're not against an electric car, right? If you can find me an electric car that has a battery that I don't have to plug in every six miles, that's not 17 times more expensive than a regular car, I'm interested in looking at the electric car. Recently, there was a news out of Japan that they are spending, I don't know how many billions of dollars to improve their hydrogen distribution uh, services. The rest of the world is moving forward and you guys are stuck in the mud. Well, let me ask you this, David. Which electric car are you driving? I'm a poor man. I can't afford it. It's time to talk money. It's the Financial Guys radio program with local investment professionals Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Registered representatives with Peak Brokerage Services, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Now, live from the WBEN studios, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Less than two minutes. No, let me take Rambo. Okay, we're back. Um, I got. I, I wanted to come right back from break and bring up a call, but I, th- I think we'd be cutting into your time. So, Rambo, Jim, we got to go to a go to an ABC break at two ten, and that gives us about a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. So, I know that would cut right into your time. So, Rambo, Jim, after this ABC break, I think it's a uh, an update from the White House that we're going to come right to you because I got to hear what yeah. you got to say. The White House is going to break in for you, Rambo, Jim. Right. Yeah. See, <laughs> see, that's exactly what it is. But, you know, it, it doesn't give us much time to do much of anything. But um, I hope, I hope that if this is an update from the White House, what we're going to hear is that, um, you know, the Republicans are standing strong. Trump is standing strong. They're not going to make any kind of a deal. And it's time for the Democrats to cave, you know. So that's that's what I hope it is. But God only knows. But we, we need to go to the White House. So... It's about 25 seconds away, so we'll just we'll just go to break now. All right, we're back. Not sure what exactly what happened there, but. We're back. Yep. Dave, you read something on the textbook. Oh, yeah, before I do that, this is Russ Thompson, <laughs> David, David DiPietro, <laughs> Carl Palladino, and Duke filling in for the financial guys. If you need the financial guys, please give them a call at their office, 
one five. See, when I'm not on the radio for about two and a half months, I, I completely <coughs> miss it on the formatting. So I apologize, Mike and Glenn. So if you need the financial guys, if you if you need advice on finances, which Dave got, you you can say what you what they told you. Invest a lot of money. Oh, that was my old broker. Well, that was your old broker. My old broker always said I could make you a small fortune. You just have to start with a large one. Right. Okay. <laughs> I can make you a small fortune. So if you need the financial guys, give them a call, 633-1515. It's Mike Lomas and Glenn Wiggle. And Dave, what do you see on the uh, text board that you wanted to comment on? Well, it's a, someone texted in a while ago. It says, it's naive to think that all gun owners in New York vote conservative. And I don't think we're being naive that they no. vote conservative. I know they don't vote conservative. But on the other hand... You've got to vote for your gun rights. If you got, yeah, if, you, if you're voting for people that, that want to take all of your guns away, uh, that, that's sort of an oxymoron. It sort of flies in the face. Uh, you, okay, I got a question what you're actually voting for if you're voting for people who want to take your guns away, but you're a gun owner. Right. You vote okay. for a Democrat, they're on, they're on Cuomo's side, and they want to take your gun away, and even some yeah. Republicans. And you got to remember, uh, a lot of Democrats, they all say we, they're all against guns, right? But the fact is, they're not against guns. No. They're not against guns, because they want guns. When they call the police, they want the police to come, and they want the police to have guns. So they're not against guns. They're just against you, you. as an individual, as a, as, a, as a citizen owning a gun. If they want, they, they're for guns in, the, in certain people's hands. That's called communism. Absolutely. And on that note, talking about guns, remember tomorrow at 1 o'clock in Hamburg, the seminar on the permit recertification, and it's at uh, VFW Post 1419 in Erie County Scope, are both sponsoring this, at 2985 Lakeview Road in Hamburg. And if Chris Collins gets out of uh, Congress, he's supposed to come in and he's going to talk about the uh, saga, the Second Amendment Guarantee Act. And an update on the uh, on the reciprocity, which I have no idea where any of that stuff is going because nobody can focus on it. But on that note, I want to bring up Rambo Jim. Sorry to keep you on the phone so long, Rambo. What's happening? No problem, guys. I appreciate uh, you giving me this time. Yeah. Rambo Jim. Hey, guys. Uh, you guys were talking about, you know, this, and I agree with you, it's getting scary. You know, what happens to the state troopers? Uh, Cuomo puts enough pressure on them where there's no. at least a couple of them just try to enforce these laws. Right. I want to tell you a true story. I was telling Sergeant Staff Sergeant Bellavia that I two separate occasions. British paratroopers being an American paratrooper, we trained sometimes with the British paratroopers. Once in Turkey, second time at Fort Bragg in October of seven of nineteen seventy six. Okay. One night we were sitting around the campfire at Fort Bragg. We were done trading for the you know, soldiers get around the campfire and trade war stories and heat up their sea rations and everything. And we naturally, and whenever there's downtime, when the American Army and the British Army get together, they're going to talk about the Revolutionary War. If you can't, it's going to happen, and you can't stop that. Americans and British, we get together, we have to talk about the Revolutionary War. So therefore, this... The British guys were sitting around the campfire with us, the British bearers, and they were saying, you know, the biggest mistake we made before the shooting started was when we made plans to disarm the colonists. Absolutely. Your spies, they said, got <clears throat> They took that back to their leaders and the founding fathers, and then, like the, like the British said, then a strange thing happened called the Declaration of Independence. But once the colonists found out that the British were secretly planning to disarm them through their spies. The 
die was cast. There was no turning back. It did not work, and the British paratroopers said that night, we made a mistake. Yeah, absolutely, because that's when the first shot heard around the world happened in Lexington, Massachusetts, about 20 minutes from my hometown. Yeah, and you know something else? At Lexington and Concord, they were, after the first shots were fired, they were on the way to, I think it was the town of Concord, because they had, the British spies had told them, that that's where the colonists had stockpiled cannons, gunpowder, muskets, long mm-hmm. rifles. And the, the colonists, and, and according to Charles Corrault on the History Channel, after Lexington and Concord, there were 227 British soldiers killed, wounded, missing in action. You know, it's funny that you bring this stuff up as far as the, the war goes, too. Um, I was watching YouTube again last night, and I... Um, I, I watched, I don't know if you've seen it, it's a five-part series called John Adams, a miniseries, it's HBO miniseries. I'm part of that. Yeah, it's it's probably the, one of the most incredible shows that I have watched on the, on the foundation of this country. And, uh, of course, John Adams being a second cousin, it really makes it very personal. And the thing I was watching is, um, it's about when they were getting ready to pass the Independence of, uh, Declaration of Independence and everything, how the guy from Pennsylvania, I can't remember his name, was standing up and they didn't, he, he basically wanted to send a letter to Great Britain basically apologizing for what happened in Lexington and Concord because he wanted to be back into their good graces. And John Adams stood up and he, and he point blank, he said to him, let me tell you something. He says, my family lives on the main roads that lead in and out of Boston. He said, so should I tell my family not to worry about this because we're going to wait for a letter from, from, the, uh, from the king that's going to make, make everything okay? He shut the guy up. They ended up taking the vote. Of course, the Declaration of Independence, all of that was passed. Every, every one of them voted in the affirmative except for New York. Yeah, New York stood up and they had to abstain because they were still waiting direction from the New York State Assembly. They couldn't make up their mind. And that still happens today. Look where we are. No change. (laughs) When you're working with the British, Paris, and they're telling you, we made a mistake. Mm -hmm. Bad King Andrew couldn't sit around the campfire with the British paratroopers. Well, what was it? Hero Hero Hito even said that um, there's... we can't we can't attack the uh, the mainland of the United States of America because there's a gun behind every blade of grass. Oh yeah, absolutely. you know I mean come on. Shooting at them. Yeah, I mean we got we got I mean the whole idea with the Second Amendment was to protect us from tyranny, protect us from an from an uh, overbearing government like the Brits. Okay, and we're looking at it face to face right now in New York State with Andrew Cuomo. And, and the Democrats that are in here that want to take away your gun rights. It's happening in a lot of places. That's why it's so important that we get good people like Assemblyman David DiPietro in office that'll, that'll stand up and fight for you. We just need a good leader as far as the governor's race goes, and we don't have it. One thing that would help if the leaders of the state troopers' union would just tell, look, tell King Andrew, look, we're not the British Army. We're not the size. We don't have the numbers, the size, and power of the British Army. And if the guy ever said that, he'd be well out of job because you know as job. well as I do, the state police serve at the behest of the governor. He's appointed. Yeah, he's appointed. And they all want to keep their jobs. So, 700 troopers in New York. Right. Okay, it looks like, Rambo, i got to drop you. It looks like we got to go to a, a hard break. 
I got an ABC report coming up. Be right back. ABC News headquarters. Here is correspondent Andy Field. And a news conference now at the White House. Mark Short, Director of Legislative Affairs, now at the podium talking talking about the president's reaction to the government shutdown. And now, Mark Short. Good afternoon. Um, this morning, the president has uh, spoken to Leader McConnell, uh, to Speaker Ryan, to Leader McCarthy. Uh, he also received updates from Secretary Nielsen about the impacts of payments, not salary not going to our border agents. He also spoke with Secretary Mattis, who gave him an update about 90,000 National Guardsmen and 20,000 Army Reservists who've had their training canceled because of the government shutdown. Additionally, additional costs that they've had to incur, including they have to pick up their own pay and travel costs. Um, we stand here ready to sign the bill that the House passed last night anxious to keep the government open, or I should say to reopen the government. The White House position, though, remains the same, that we will not negotiate the status of 690,000 unlawful immigrants while hundreds of millions of taxpaying Americans, including hundreds of thousands of our troops in uniform and border agents protecting our country, are held hostage by Senate Democrats. We continue to remain anxious to reach a deal on DACA, and we look forward to resuming those negotiations as soon as the Senate Democrats reopen the government. The reality, though, that is difficult for, I think, many Americans to understand is if you put forward a bill that continues funding the government, reauthorizes health insurance for 9 million children, provides a relief of taxes that Democrats and Republicans were on a bipartisan basis. The rationale for shutting down the government over a bill that Republicans and Democrats agree with on the basis of saying we will not, we will not negotiate, we will not reach a, a resolution to open the government until there is a solution on a tangential issue that remains plenty of time to be solved. I think a lot of Americans have a hard time understanding how you make the argument of why we're not going to pay our men and women in uniform, our agents serving on the border, in order to try to resolve an issue that we also want to resolve related to unlawful residents. We look forward, I think, that the Senate Majority Leader is going to offer, as you know, has already offered, an a continuing resolution that goes to three weeks instead of the original four weeks. We look forward to that vote. We hope that uh, Senate Democrats will yield and accept that their position is unreasonable and reopen the government to make sure that our men and women in uniform continue to get paid. Director of OMB Mick Mulvaney is here to address the status of the update and how it's impacting government agencies, and then we'll take a few questions. Uh, good morning, good afternoon. Uh, a couple different things. Walk through some of the um, how a, a lapse in appropriations, a, a shutdown works. Keep in mind, those the, the, the technical term, the legal term, is actually a lapse in appropriations. So when you saw the notices go out today, they reference a lapse. Um, that is the formal name uh, for the shutdown. Um, this morning, early this morning, uh, federal workers got notices from their various agencies as to whether they were uh, exempt or furloughed employees. 
um, they sort of fell into three categories. Either you were exempt and you were to come to work either today or Monday, depending on your ordinary work schedule. Um, you were absolutely furloughed, in which case you were not to come to work uh, beginning today and going over into Monday. Or there's actually another group of people that would show up for a few hours on Monday or today, up to four hours, in order to close down shop or prepare for uh, for the, the lapse. So those notices um, went out today. I mentioned yesterday um, that this um, shutdown, this lapse, would look different um, than it did in 2013. We're already seeing evidence of that. I want to walk you folks through a, a couple ways it's already different. Uh, in 2013, um, most of the EPA shut down uh, immediately during the, uh, during the, uh, the lapse. Um, EPA this year, consistent with OMB guidance and direction from the President, um, is using its unobligated balances, what we call those carry-forward funds. Um, most of the agency will remain open, uh, unlike uh, several years ago. Mine safety inspection, the number of inspectors um, uh, that uh, will be on the job for mine safety inspections will increase from 25 percent of the total in 2013 to 50 percent. Here again, part of the administration's uh, intentional plan to use um, uh, unobligated funds that are already at the agency, something the previous administration did not emphasize. Cybersecurity. Agencies will ensure that staff working on the maintenance and safeguarding of IT systems uh, will continue to work during the lapse and that systems will continue to get their critical updates. National parks, you may have already noticed that um, the parks, national monuments, private concessions, private concessions that serve them uh, are open. As I mentioned yesterday, won't be picking up the trash or um, or cleaning the, the, the bathrooms. Um, number five, trade negotiations. During the last shutdown, I think the Obama administration canceled um, a, a few very high-level trade negotiations. Um, by contrast, this year the USTR uh, will use its funding flexibilities. We talked again about that, the, the ability to use carry-forward funds, ability to use transfer of funds from one account to another um, in order to continue round six of the NAFTA negotiations later this week. Finally, uh, last example I have is that the uh, Merchant Marine Academy uh, was closed during the 2013 shutdown. We'll stay open. Uh, there's another important example that doesn't compare apples to apples to 2013, but it is sort of evidence of how we're managing this differently um, than the Democrats did during the 2013 shutdown. Um, after working closely um, with, the, with the White House, with OMB, to review the exceptions allowed in the law for agencies to continue to operate if their work is necessary to protect life and safety, <laughs> Um, the CDC has announced this morning they will continue uh, immediate response work and surveillance to protect uh, Americans from seasonal uh, influenza. So uh, we'll have continued updates on that uh, either later today or tomorrow as to how the shutdown, how the lapse, if it continues, um, is managed. With that, I think we'll take a couple of questions. Gentlemen in the back. Yes, uh, sir. Sure. Uh, I'm wondering how concerned you are that um, if we look at social media, Twitter, hashtags trending, that Trump shutdown seems to be far surpassing Democrat shutdown or GOP shutdown. How concerned are you that the onus of this uh, by the public seems to be on the president? Uh, my favorite is still the Schumer shutdown. So um, it's got that nice little ring to it, doesn't it? So, yes, sir. Uh, speaking of Senator Schumer, he, he left the, the meeting yesterday with the president thinking he had arrived at the broad outlines of a deal and that something happened that the president changed his mind. Senator Schumer says that he relented under pressure from the far right. Uh, what's your account of that meeting? I didn't know you weren't in the room, but, but what's the White House account of that? Yeah, I was, I was in that meeting, uh, but uh, I did talk to the chief about it this morning. And I'll give you an example uh, of how, uh, how Mr. Schumer is mischaracterizing uh, the discussions. One of the things that, the, uh, according to the chief, that Mr. Schumer told the president was that, I will give you all of the money that you want for your wall. 
And the president said, oh, that's great. I need $20 billion to build a whole wall. And Mr. Schumer said, oh, no, 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 only 1.6. That's all you asked for. Okay, folks, we're back for just a couple minutes before we uh, run to the news break. And then we're pretty much going to take it for the rest of the show. But everything that's going on right now is just driving me crazy. This little petty temper tantrum that the that the that the, that the Democrats are playing in Washington D.C. is starting to re, really wreak havoc. It's got to come to an end. Russ, the the people are the people are seeing the reality of it. The people of this nation, I think okay? so. And and uh, you know they can go on and on and on with all their their dancing and nonsense. Okay, but but come come November. It's not going to be a landslide for Democrats. It's going to no. be a mudslide for Democrats. Okay, they're going to go down, and 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 uh, you know the press wants to keep driving at us. Okay, that the Republicans are going to have a tough time. These guys that are like ISA in uh, California. Oh, I guess we're getting a signal here. That we have to go. Yep. Yeah. Quick uh, news break, and we'll okay. be right back. We don't. Okay, we're back. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss, Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> Things don't change. I was going to play a couple of sound bites by Andrew Cuomo, but I don't think my my teeth itch when this guy talks, and I can't scratch my teeth, so I decided just to give it up. Yeah, hey Russ. Uh, yeah. Um, for those on the listening out there, uh, Government One Hundred and One for Dummies. Uh, people who sit there and say, uh, who you, you hear it from on the national media, that it's the Republicans who are shut down the government. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It takes 60 votes in the Senate. The Republicans hold a slim majority, 52 48. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's not 60 votes. So, that you, so mean- that you have to have Democrats, okay, come on and, and be part of it. It's the Democrats who are shutting down the government. By not being a part of it. See, me, Mark Polencars in his tweet earlier today that I responded to was wrong. He needs to look at his... As are uh, most of his tweets. Yeah, his civics handbook. I mean, it takes 60, 60 votes in the yeah. Senate. Yeah, for those bills, it's 60 votes. So when you only have a 52-48, the other side has to come along with you. And for them to sit there and say it's the Republicans is a bold-faced lie. Yes, absolutely. Bold-faced lie. And I think what, what Carl was saying just before we went to the break, it, it, people are starting to see this, and, and, I, and I'm tempted to agree with you. The, the big thing that got me is, and I was going to bring this up earlier, but bring it up now, is that CNN went to Ohio, and they got a few people in Ohio to give their one-year opinion of, of Donald Trump. All right? Every single one of them that were registered Democrats that hated Trump to begin with, every single one of them came came back with a raving review about how their 401ks are doing good, how they get new more money in their in their tax pay in their uh, in their paycheck. You know, it's like Russ. You know, I'm but, a prime example of the paycheck. Yeah, you okay? were telling me this earlier. I'm a dry cleaner. Uh, last two weeks ago, or last week, I, I had my check. I couldn't cash it. Okay, my business it's. It, it's in that position where I couldn't cash it because of a lot of things going on, so right. I had to hold on to my check. It's a small check, okay? This week, I got another check, so I was waiting to see if I could cash them both. Mm-hmm. When I went to the bank on Thursday, my second check with the new tax laws, my net pay was up 15 dollars. Mm-hmm. That's almost $800 a year. Or, uh, or or close. That close actually to happened quicker than what they were saying was probably yeah, going to start so happening I, I, in February. From one check to the other, you could see the, inc- the 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 financial hit, and and 
Democrats in New York State are saying, no, this this is horrible. Yeah. Give that $800 extra dollars you're going to get back. And I'm saying, no, I'm not giving anything back. They take too much of my money now. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? I just, you, that's, that's what they want you to do. Yeah. You you do not, any of the money that you work for is not yours. And you don't I under and if you don't understand that, that's New York State. You are... You are privileged to make the money you do, and the money you make is more than you should make, and you should be giving more of that back to New York State. Well, I told Carl, going back in 2009 or 2010, um, we were either gearing up for run for governor or before it. I think every company should do this at least once, all right? They got a, a large payroll. They should go and get a Brinks truck to come in if they have to and bring cash in. And just like when you were in the military... It's it's basically pay call. Okay, you got to stand in line to go to the window, and you get issued issued cash. You get a check, you sign it, and then you, then they issue you cash. I think what they need to do is do the same thing: give you your paycheck, you sign it, you give it back to them, and then as you leave that window, you got to go to table after table after table after table. Pay your federal tax, pay your state tax, pay your FICEA, pay your Medicare or Medicaid, and have it go all the way through. Now you go from having a a big wad of cash, and you watch that go downhill. Mm -hmm. And you say, wait a minute, I don't want to give this back to you. So if you make 400 bucks a week, let's say that's that's what your salary is. You make 400 bucks a week, get 10 bucks an hour. And as you go through, you turn around, when you get to the end of the line, you got 300 bucks. You just gave them... They gave you four hundred. You just gave them back another hundred dollars. That, that recognition is well on its way. People are recognizing yeah. that. Okay, I mean, it, you, you get these deaf but people. People don't realize the, because they look at their they look <laughs> at what they get in their paycheck. Don't realize how much is taken. That's right. Well, it. it I mean, it's a it, what Trump did. Uh, what the Republicans did was they they showed the people in these tax and spend states like California and New York and Massachusetts and New Jersey. Mm-hmm. They showed them just how bad their governments were compared to other governments uh, across uh, state governments across the country. Yep. Oh okay? yeah. Mm-hmm. And and our spending is so high. What they don't do is show why. Okay, you got a guy like Mike Connolly at the Buffalo News. He's from someplace else. He doesn't he doesn't get it. He doesn't understand it. Western New York, yes, it's Democratic by plurality, mm-hmm. but the majority of those Democrats are moderate uh, uh, Democrats. Okay, they're not liberal fanatics like right. I agree with you. Uh, the, who can support the the five or six New York Times and Washington Post uh, uh, articles that Connolly prints every day? Okay, to try to to try to get into the minds of people these idiot, fake news, exaggerated, liberal, progressive uh, ideas that are printed by those two newspapers. Uh, Mike Connolly is the guy. He's, uh, you know, I thought it was Stan Evans for a long time. Then I found out Stan Evans only does local stuff. It's Connolly, the editor-in-chief, that lets all that nonsense get onto the front page and and, and, uh, and the entire first section of the newspaper. It's all nonsense by by spoiled pisspots, liberal pisspots at the Washington Post and the New York Times. Mm-hmm. People who, if you if you were sitting side by side with them, you'd know that you would never let that person uh, have access to your kid because he's a totally demented uh, oh, yeah. uh, person looking yep. looking for one thing, looking for his own personal PR and being able to. Uh, uh, go out there and take shots at a president and and take shots like they do and lie and fabricate. I mean, when you read it, the next time you read an article, read that article for what is in it. What is it, opinion or is it fact? Right. What? How much fact is in that article? All right. No, 
opinion went from the editorial page onto the front page, and it stayed there. All right, and these Democrats are using that opinion, okay, oh. uh, uh, to to ruin the minds of our younger people who are very, very confused over what's going on right now. Yeah, but you all, and, and I always want to say it's getting to a point in New York State where. You, there are moderate, the moderate Democrats, correct, and the independents. But when you go to the far left, it's almost time to start calling it. It's there socialism. It's communism. There it's not. There are many of them. They're spoiled college. That's right. But they lead. The, they lead the the mantra and the dialogue for well, everybody because they control the press. Right. Yeah. So they lead or, the dialogue. They, I mean, the the shame is that these these and what. I look at them as old hippies from my generation, okay, uh, old uh, Vietnam haters, okay, that that uh, went off and got on college campuses because they couldn't do anything else constructive in their lives, and they became professors. And now, they, now they're totally spoiled because they get paid $200,000 a year for teaching three classes a week in a very, in mm-hmm. a, in a very skewed up uh, uh, higher education system that's going to be the next bubble to blow up. Because it's totally out of control with the tuitions and the nonsense that they're they're drilling into the heads of our kids on these campuses. You know what? I, I just I, Tim, if Tim Wanger's listening, I want. I hopefully he can send me the text that he is. He actually sent out a tweet the other day. It, it was basically a quote from I think it was Juan, um, the guy from Fox. How uh, basically Juan Williams? Juan Williams, yeah. Oh, I don't Juan know. Williams you know. sent out that basically saying what they, what his racist. job is. As a as a reporter, and if, if Tim, if you have that, please send it to me so I can I can read it. I shared that tweet, and it went it that thing went viral. I mean, and it's absolutely right. I put because my tweets go on my Facebook page. The comments that came back on my it's it, it's don't, so true. Don't I guess the, the the real point here is don't lose faith that the American people are believing or listening to this garbage that we're being. We're being sent every day by all the all the the media and by these bad bad leaders in the Democratic Party. I mean, not doing their job, very basically going to Washington and not doing the job. Right. Okay, of of supporting good legislation that will be good for their constituents is abhorrent. What it's a concept! Sick. Do the job it's, you were elected. It's treacherous to, do. to the people. It's 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 just it's beyond okay uh, anything acceptable that they. A guy like Schumer, a woman like Gillibrand can go off in this nonsense, okay, and get lost in it. Uh, the great majority of the people in New York State would like to see Gillibrand actually do something constructive in her life rather than come out with all this and, and hop onto this bus that's driving down the road here about finding uh, men that grope women. I mean, it's absolutely insane that that's the biggest thing going on in her life. She's well, name something she's, she can hang her head on in New York nothing. State. Yeah, what has she done? Nothing. She's a, one she's of 100 senators in the country. Schumer, she's done nothing. Schumer, she's Schumer's little girl. Okay, She's done yeah. nothing but do what Schumer uh, has asked her to do. And Schumer is twisted because he's all about power. He's a, there's no more self-loving person in the state of New York than than uh, Schumer. Schumer. Schumer, okay, is all about getting more and more power, and now he is sitting in a power seat, a pretty powerful seat. And I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of those Democrat senators, okay, that he's held in line here with the, with some kind of threats. I'm sure a lot of them would like to, to pulverize him, okay, and get him out of their way. Because I think there's 12 senators that are going to have a problem with because they're from red states. Oh yeah, they're going to oh, have yeah. a problem in November. Okay, so I, I mean, I see that I see November as being a lot different than than uh, because the because the press can't read it anymore. They're so they're so blinded by their passionate. Okay, listen to this. That's why you said that. That's craziness. why you said that the polls. 
And after last year, so I tell skewed. people, why would you ever look at any poll anymore? Yeah. Why we, would you even we, why would you trust any poll that at, you read? At one point, we trusted yeah. these institutions to be honest with us as people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. They're not anymore. Our newspapers, okay, they should shut them all down. Okay, we should. Uh, I mean, the social media blogs are a lot more truthful than than we get on the front page or the second front page of the book. Boom, perfect news. time to mention one of the best websites that's going on out there. I, I look at two websites for news, all right, for national news to find out what's actually going on. FreeRepublic.com. I go there, and on the front page of FreeRepublic.com, it's all the breaking articles that run. As soon as it hits, it's posted on Free Republic. I've been a member there since the year 2000. And uh, I go, so that, that is my own page. I go there. I know what's going on. It's right in front of my face. The other one is, is a brand new one. It's, it's a conservative treehouse. Bellavia brought this up a couple of times in the past couple of weeks. What an incredible – they're getting inside information from within Washington, D.C., and they're publishing it all. Uh, when I get home, I'll send you one because I actually wrote down the name of an article. It's at the tree, uh, conservativetreehouse.com. It's the evidence inside the, the House Intelligence Committee. This thing is unbelievable. It's got backing. It's got links. It can follow through. You want to know what's going on? Go read that article, and I'll send it to you as soon as I get home. But bringing it up, thank you, Tim, for sending this in. It just said that Juan Williams said the press's role is to be an adversarial force in the White House. That's 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 the biggest <laughs> joke the I've media. ever heard. That's, that's the, the biggest, media. Just why would he? But this is this is the hypocrisy of the left. Well, Tim Were they said, adversarial forces when Obama was in the White House? They're only adversarial forces when it's a Republican. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Then it's, that's when that, things that's aren't that's going your Fox way. Fox News needed a, a racist. Okay, that's the only reason that guy is even and they pu- and they uh, felt bad to publish and and Hannity brought him in because they felt bad because he said something wrong on NPR and so so Hannity, Hannity brought him in. He took him under his wing and he got him a job at Fox News. You know, so you got to have the other side of the aisle. So now, but I used to, I used to enjoy some of the stuff that Juan Williams used to talk about. I can't stand him anymore. Yeah. I do not watch yeah. any politics on TV whatsoever. Nothing. If I'm not in front of my computer, if I'm not at work, I watch Netflix. Netflix. I get entertainment. You got to break away <laughs> from this stuff. Right. Me and me and Jules splurge on on these. On these different TV shows that are out there, <laughs> Supergirl. Like, what are you What are you watching? Supergirl or uh, Once Once Upon a well, Time? Well, you know, every once in a while, Once Upon a Time. Uh, huh? Every once in a while, you gotta, you know, you gotta. I, I, women I gotta, want you to play a flick, you know, and you gotta watch uh, it. Well, we still have some time here. I, I just wanted to update people on, on the Board of Education. Yeah, which continues to use executive session to hire to hide corruption. Uh, there's a woman named Crystal Barton. Crystal mm-hmm. Barton is the is the uh, principal at McKinley High School, or was the principal at McKinley High School. And not only that, she is also the head of the administrators' union, and she's also the head of the Sisterhood, which is that informal group of of uh, black women who who uh, want to own Lock, Stock, and Barrel, the Board of Education in the City of Buffalo, so that they can play their friends and family club uh, game that they play. Uh, Crystal Barton. Uh, it was discovered, uh, uh, stole or is alleged to have stolen roughly $22,000 from uh, the McKinley uh, High School bank accounts by writing checks to herself. She's tried to defend herself with nonsensical uh, responses, but the board has refused to send the matter to to the district attorney to properly investigate it. Uh, That's 
that's the current status. Of, can't the can't the public do that? Can't the public uh, the public uh, if they would know uh, know if they knew about it? Okay, right now the public uh, is unaware of what's going on because John Ray at, or Jay Ray at the Buffalo News, who is very w- well in tune with what's going on because he hears it from the other people in the administration. Uh, uh, Jay Ray won't won't print anything because Mike Connolly is such a rabid liberal that he uh, doesn't want to take on the demons, which is should be part of a, a journalist's <laughs> oh, job, okay, to go out there and to tell the people really the kind of nonsense that's going on. If they don't prosecute Crystal Barton, it will be such an attra- it'll send us such a bad message because everybody in the Buffalo school system knows about this. They know what an onerous person she is. They know that she's behind a lot of the... Uh, the in other words, she's in control. She... Uh, you know, you want a job in the Board of Education? You got to go to Crystal Barton, okay? If, if you want an administrator's job, sounds like government in the school. She, level. She's like she she she's like a very very difficult person to work with, and uh, should not be any part of our education system. And she's still there, so it's their, it's their own fiefdom. Yeah. You know, everybody's got their own little fiefdom where it's patronage jobs, and you know who yeah, to go well, to get a boss. Uh, and, and it's the job, job. It's the job of your 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 press, your local press, to go out and just Absolutely. print the facts. Don't give us an opinion. Just print the facts. Don't be an adversarial you know, force. Uh, encourage encourage our weak prosecutors. Well, that would be a perfect a, example. We yeah. historically have had very weak prosecutors in the state of New York. They right. had that Hutterain uh, as U.S. attorney in Albany. He couldn't see what Preet Bahara saw very evidently, okay? And went, Preet Bahara went and took it, brought it down to the second district because Hutterain up in the third district, uh, uh, up in the northern district, couldn't uh, couldn't figure it out. He couldn't figure out what uh, uh, Preet Bahara in the southern district figured out real quick. Well, you know, here okay, we go that because— there's, That there's lo- a load of corruption in Albany, okay? Oh. Well, here now, we, yeah, we got the corruption trials and, just starting and, now, and that's that's another uh, add that one on to the 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 inconsistencies that are coming out of a guy like John Sessions, our our Attorney General. Instead of taking the recommendation of no know, knowing people in the Albany area, okay, the north where the Northern District sits, for for U.S. Attorney Sessions called up a judge over there whose best friend or buddy is was second in command under Hutterain. His name is Jessup. And and uh Sessions called him and said, Who should I who should I make US attorney? And he says, You should make Jessup US attorney. Jessup is the, has been the second command in command under Hutterain. He has never seen a crime committed by a Democrat. Okay. He couldn't find one because he's not looking for him. He's looking for Republicans. He spent his entire career chasing Joe Bruno Okay, and other Republicans, and 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 now he's going to be the U.S. Attorney for the Northern District. Wonderful, that, wonderful, yeah. Just but this is what wonderful. we get. I mean, we, but that's, that's the kind of the idiocy that comes out of a guy like Sessions, who is a very, very weak uh, U.S. Attorney. Who yeah, deserve, I, who, I should worry, be, who should not be there, and it should have been. Fired I worry a long about time Sessions. Ago. I worry about Sessions. I don't he know why Trump have... holds on to him. Trump. Neither do I. You know, he he has a tendency to fire. You people. know what they. They could have kept that Senate seat in Alabama if That's they right. just didn't pull him out of it. Well, so. how about the second in command, uh, Rosen, Rosencrantz or something like that, uh, Rosenstein, the, the the guy that appointed Mueller? Yeah. Where did he get this bump oh, yeah. from? And he's I mean, he's into it with this whole FISA thing with the with the uranium one up to his eyeballs. That's right. Yeah. I mean, people have got to get educated. It's just unbelievable. But 
But real quickly, we don't have, we don't have to go to another break. But I'm going to take a break to plug the financial guys. I've fallen short on that. So this is Russ Thompson, Carl Palladino, David DiPietro, uh, sitting in for the financial guys. If you need them, then give them a call at their office. The number is six three three one five one five. It's uh, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. And I I do want to add to the fact that even though we we bailed on that um, press conference, that WBEN will continue to, to cover. All the breaking developments and the updates at the top and the bottom of every hour. So this is a news station, and that's what they do. So I have no problem breaking it, breaking what we were doing. And and hi to Melody in the in the capital area. Yeah. And and we all love you, Melody, and thank you, Evan, for the for the comment. And and uh, uh, I think we should cover another topic here. Oh well, wait, but we've got to go to a, a quick a, one <laughs> phone right. call. All right. We've got uh, David on a cell phone calling about government. David. Hi, right, you guys. Uh, let me tell you something. Uh, when you guys said old face lies, I, I don't know if, well, first of all, they are lying. But I think it, the, the population out there, now, I work with, you know, some, some adults, supposedly, that literally I asked them the other day, well, don't, aren't you aware of what's happening in the news? I don't watch the news. No. It's all. It's too depressing. I said, are you kidding me? I agree with him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's truth. Dave, I yeah. totally agree with him. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, I don't, we don't watch 247 at our house. I don't watch any of the I news. That, news. Very rarely. And that's, that's why... We get it elsewhere. That's why people that are active in understanding or trying to understand and trying to point the communities in the right direction, they get so frustrated because, because the press is free then to say whatever they please and and to go out and and speak for very minor uh uh groups to to and to give them a certain legitimacy because they're addressing them i can't let, tell you how many people can tell me they go to one of the first things they do in the morning they get the cup of coffee they sit down and they look at my facebook page it's like that's where we get our news from russ you can't get off of facebook that's where we get our news from it's like Seriously? <laughs> I, I could name names, but I won't. So, Dave, you know? what do you think of, uh, of, 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 of the people that don't understand that it takes 60 votes to pass it? Yeah. <laughs> are you there? Did we lose him? Dave? I don't know. David, are you still there? Oh, I think oh we must have dropped must him. Must have lost him. Okay. It would have been, it would have been, a, it would have been fun to get that response. Yeah. Civics 101, like yeah. you said. Take 60 votes, and if you only got 52 Republicans, it means you got uh, Democrats have to be part of the solution. Well, first the, of all, you need all 52 Republicans. Right. And then you need eight Democrats, but it would be nice to have a plurality. But, but where, they could use, you know, the nuclear option is there, and that, that means that the only reason it's 60 votes, that's not in the Constitution. No, it's not. That, that, it, it's that procedure. Was a, that was a bill passed by 50, uh, 51 per, uh, All you needed was 51% right? <laughs> to pass a bill to require 60. Okay? They they did that. I mean, they could exercise the nuclear option. But they don't have they the place. 51 votes out of the 50. I think yeah, uh, well, Rand, not on, not Rand on this Paul issue. and uh, what's 48, I think. I think not got, a, not yeah. on this issue. Yeah. No. No, I think it was 48 votes is all the Republicans Yeah, I think they were had. missing two or th- three or four, yeah. I think five Democrats came over, and those Democrats are the ones that are in, uh, in red states. They're up for re-election. About, yeah, they're worried about re-election. How does the... How does the how does the liberal media and, I, and liberals just such not a... Doesn't, doesn't even fit the word I would describe them as. <laughs> how does that... When they talk about, How about this, that flake, doesn't that that name is so apropos? Yeah, huh? yeah. Flake, 
flake. Flake is really a flake. I mean, he, his poll numbers are so bad in Arizona that he has no choice but to get out. Now, now, God love McCain. All right, I, I'm not going to take anything against. Why does guy love McCain? I don't. Understand I don't love that. McCain. I Why think do you he, say number that? one, he's the worst Absolutely. candidate for president I've ever seen in my he's history. Besides Dukakis, he's all. Yeah, he's the worst. Oh, McCain. McCain is self love to the to the ultimate. I haven't I mean, liked man. I haven't so liked bad. John McCain since I met him. Well, in, why'd you say God love him? Well, he's going through some hard times. <laughs> That's all. I'm not that cruel. The guy's got brain cancer. God love him, you know? That is just... I met him in uh, at the VA hospital in Tucson, Arizona, yeah. and I haven't liked him since. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not going to take anything away from the guy. But he, he, I don't know if he's ever going to be able to make it back, so they need to replace him, too. And I think what's going to happen in Arizona... Obama, gonna, we still have Obamacare because of Jan McCain. Oh, I know. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. I don't like the guy. I don't like his politics anymore. But as far as a human being, I'm I'm still I'm still human myself. Well, I look at that all the you time. Know? As a Christian, Rush, you always you love everybody. You yeah. try to you try and get along and, and love everybody. It doesn't mean you got to agree with them and, and put them on a pedestal. I, I texted my pastor, uh, Cal Vandermeer, my pastor, and I texted him. I said, "Remember radio show today?" And all he said back was, "Behave." <laughs> <laughs> But it's, you but know. it's true. You got, okay. All right. Yeah. I digress. <laughs> you can you can easily digress. It's there's no no question about it. But okay, we got. I that. like I like our rants. Yeah. I know. <laughs> we got four minutes left. Actually, three minutes left in the show. Anybody want to say anything, Dave? You want to plug anything? You want to plug um, this event? Uh, what's going on? Are you up for re-election this year? Uh yeah. Next year. Next this November coming. Yeah, up. this yeah, November. Yeah, yeah, we've been. Yeah. Big election year. We got to get a governor we've candidate. Been, we've been out. I trust me. My like my forces are really motivated, and it's uh, it's been oh, great. Yeah. It's been great. We've got we've got a couple names of people who want to run against me, and they're and that's great. And we're just uh, we're just gearing up what we do. Um, you know, it was really nice for us. As I looked uh, from when I was when I ran two the last two elections, um, I've gotten more votes on the conservative line than any member in the assembly in the state. That's good. Yeah. So it's uh, people have jumped off the line. Uh, Democrats have jumped off the line and, and voted on the conservative. They won't vote on. They won't hit the Republican lever. No, but they will go on the conservative lever, and they voted for me because I think last year I got like I don't I don't know exactly how many, but like a thousand or two thousand more votes on the conservative line than there were conservatives in my district. So that shows that That's people good. are jumping off the lines, their lines, and coming over. So we're just we're just working everything. Trying in to get- two thousand one, I ran for Grand Island Town Council when I was a registered conservative. And this is at the uh, b- really beginning of my of anything that I did politically. I was involved for six and a half years. Then I ran for town council. I was a registered conservative. Nobody would endorse me except for the conservative party. There was 300 registered conservatives on Grand Island at the time. And I took almost 1,600 votes on the, on the conservative line. And that's the mm-hmm. only line I was running on. Mm-hmm. Had I gotten another six, 700 votes, I would I would have won. And it was a hard-fought campaign where they put the Republican establishment guy up up against me. And the same thing when I was – we started this whole primary challenge thing. I was – with because of primary challenge, I was launched in, me and, me and Lenny Roberto. I was going to run for legislature against Chuck Swanick. Chuck Swanick bowed out, all right, he's, he basically when he retired. And the Republican establishment people, I won't name any names, put up a guy, a good friend of mine – Put him up against me in the primary. I lost by 400 votes. The establishment doesn't want people like us, and we both know that. But the primary challenge was still 
still to this day, it's the best thing. It's, it's national. It's, 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 it's national. It's, now. A, it's a grassroots. Uh, it's a great. It's 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 what we're about. But we yep. don't do it, and we don't do it. And that was started in Lenny Roberto's living room with me. Yep. Joel, Guys. Lenny Roberto, and and his wife Robin. That's where it all started, and we took off from no, there. No, that was a God love Lenny Roberto. Good yeah, man. Oh, it, yeah. Lenny's a great guy. Yeah. He's uh, he's a full time pastor now, and he's mm-hmm. enjoying life. Yeah. Lenny's. I I talked to him a couple of weeks ago. He's he's doing really well. Very happy being a full time pastor. But okay, folks, we're at the end of the show. I really thanked. For bearing with us. Thank you all for bearing with us and with some of the breaks we had. I am not a professional at this. Unlike Bella V and Barley, I don't, I, don't, I don't do this stuff every single day of the week. So I want to thank you guys for, for listening in. Once again, Russ Thompson, Dave DiPietro, Carl Palladino filling in for the financial guys. If you need them, give them a call at 633-1515. Signing off from WBEN. See you next time, folks. Bye.